Good morning. Today is Monday, November 2nd, 2020. There's a practice within the Jewish world that I think we're probably all familiar with. And that is that if someone, God forbid, becomes sick, they ask people to daven for them, to pray for them. Just a few minutes ago, while we were davening, we said the Misha Beirach for those who are sick. It's a very common thing. We come to shul and we say a prayer. And uh, I have, I'm, maybe you have, I have a list of people that, that I'm praying for, that I'm davening for who are sick. And I mention their names. And it's a very common thing. Someone gets sick, they'll ask someone else to, to pray for them, to daven for them. Maybe they will ask uh, the community to daven for them, or maybe they'll go to a tzaddik, some righteous, great uh, Jewish uh, leader, and ask that person to daven for them. That's a very common thing within our world. The question is, why do we do that? I mean, I discussed recently the topic of why I should pray for myself and how could it help. I suggested an approach based on Rabbi Albo about how it can help that God could actually possibly change the plan based on my prayer for myself. But that's if I pray for myself. Of course, if I pray for myself, I'm going to pray with complete um, intention and concentration and energy because my life depends on it. But how in the world should it help if if you pray for me? How does that how does that work? What's the mechanism? So it's fascinating that first of all, let's talk about the source. The source of this practice, the first time we find this in the Torah, is this week's Parsha. So this week's Parsha has a narrative as follows. Avram was living in the southern part of Israel, and he lived in a place called Grar, and there was a king of this place named Avimelech, and Avram said to Sarah, please say that you are my sister. So remember, we had this story already in last week's parish of Lech Lecha, when Avram and Sarah went to Mitzrayim. And, and Avram said to his wife, please say that you're my sister. And we discussed this uh, passage. Almost exactly the same thing happens again in this parsha, not Mitzrayim, Paro, but Grar in the southern part of Israel, and the king is Avimelech. So he says to Avram, Avram says to Sarah again, say that you're my sister. And similar to before, Avimelech takes Sarah. But now the story unfolds a little bit differently. God appears to Avimelech in a dream. And God said to him, what have you done by taking this woman? This woman is a married woman. And Avimelech answers to God in this dream. Well, first of all, I didn't do anything to her. I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, uh, do anything immoral with her. That's number one. And second of all, I was innocent. He said that she was his sister. So what did I do wrong? So God says, no, it's what you did is still wrong. 
And here's what you better do. Number one, return Sarah to Avram right away. And number two, ask Avraham to pray for you to recover from your illness. Because apparently God had caused an illness to befall. And Avimelech goes back to Avraham. And first of all, he complains a little bit. Why didn't you tell me that she's really your wife? I never would have done such a thing if I had known she was your wife. And Avram says, well, I suspected because of the immorality of this place, like the story we had before in last week's Parsha, I suspected that I would have been in danger. And this is what we have done in all of these places that Sarah will say that she's my sister. Okay. In any event, Avram sa- uh, Avimelech says, here is Sarah. She's fine. Nothing happened to her. Avimelech gives presents to Avraham and Avimelech says, uh, um, I'm doing everything that God told me to do. And then the Torah says, Pasuk Yud Zion, Vayispalel Avram el Elokim, Vayirpa es Elokim es Avimelech, Ves Ishto, Vamosav, Ve'iledu. Avraham prayed for Avimelech, and God healed Avimelech and his household. So, okay, so here we see a source, the first source in the Torah, where you have one person praying for the recovery of another person. Okay, so that's the source. But the question is, how does it work? Why does that make any impact on God and God's response? So I want to share with you an answer that is given by the Rav, Rav Salvechik, of blessed memory. The rub explains that a person lives as long as there is a mission for that person to complete. Once a person's mission is completed, once they have done what God has in mind for that person to do, that's when a person passes away. The Rav explains that what God was saying to Avimelech when he said, ask Avram to pray for you, God was saying as follows, listen Avimelech, as far as you're concerned, you've completed your mission in life, you're finished, it's time for you to pass away. However, if you can convince Avraham that really in fact your mission is not complete, that Avraham wants you to stay alive, that Avraham would feel bad if you were to pass away, that would indicate to me that in fact your mission in life is not yet complete. Because Avraham, who I listen to, who is a prophet, Avraham is asking me that you should stay alive. That would indicate that your mission is not yet complete and you would recover. And that's what Avraham does. What Avraham does is he prays to God and he says, listen, master of the universe, this person, Avimelech, I would feel very badly if he were to pass away now. I need him in this world. 
There are things that he needs to accomplish. Do not take his life. His mission is not complete. And Avram did that with sincerity, with a full heart, and God acceded to Avraham's request. And that, says the Rav, is the mechanism by which this works. The mechanism by which it works is empathy. If there's someone in my life that I know and that person is sick and it hurts me very much and I pray to God and the content of my prayer is that I am hurting because this person is sick and I need this person to, be, to recover and to remain alive. Now, I'm not a prophet, so I'm far from assured that God is going to say yes to my prayer, but at least that's the way that it is possible for God to say yes to my prayer. Because I am saying this person's mission in life is not over. I need that person, and they need to stay alive. And that is the, that is the mechanism by which praying for another person can potentially allow them for God to provide a recovery. So, under normal circumstances, the idea really only makes sense if you know the person, if you have a personal connection to that person. If I simply pray, uh, God, I want you to heal um, Avram, the son of Sarah, and David, the son of Malka, and, you know, I, I just all these names, and I don't have any connection to them, then uh, it's, a, it's a hard for me to understand, certainly based on what the Rav is explaining, how that actually does have significance in God's eyes. What I imagine, I'm not on this level to, to um, experience it myself, but what I would imagine is the idea that certain people, if someone is sick, they'll go to a tzaddik or a rebbe, and to ask them to pray, it, it's not part of my tradition to do that. But I imagine what, what is happening in that circumstance is that the greatness of that person, let's say the tzaddik or the rebbe, what is great about that person, among other things like Torah, leading, Torah learning and leadership and whatever other qualities they have, is this amazing ability to empathize with the suffering of a person even if they do not know that person. A person who is so refined in their empathy and their caring for every single individual that if they just hear the name, they can somehow connect with that person's soul and be able to pray in a meaningful way to God that they should be healed, that attests to the greatness of that person. But however it works, that type of empathy is at the root of what this is. Here's where we find it for the first time. This is how it works according to the Rav. And this is our practice. Someone we know is sick. And what the content of our prayer should be is, Master the universe, this person that I know is sick and it hurts me very much and I need this person and their mission is not fulfilled in this world and I would be grievously upset if something, God forbid, were to happen to them and I ask you on my behalf to please, please listen to my prayer that they should recover. 
And I hope that my prayers and I hope that your prayers will always be successful and find favor in God's eyes. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. Stay warm and dry. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.